Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! And we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. You're goofy. Don't piss me off, Art. I'm a good Christian. I brought my Bible. We are stopping the attacks on Judeo-Christian values. We're saying Merry Christmas again. Excuse me, where's the lobby? Down the hall and to the left. Thanks. Dear Lord, baby Jesus. He just says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wing. Dear tiny Jesus, your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist pawing. He was a man. He had a beard. Well, look, I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying grace. So on the weekend, guys, uh, I went to this Santa's Wonderland, and right. it was 40 bucks a ticket just to get him. It, it was insane. Ooh, H. You get it? You get per in there, head. Like a, per head. Kids included. Um, get in there. 40 bucks per kid as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. What kids included or including kids? <laughs> like, no, no. Yeah, kids included. Like, they, they have to fuck. <laughs> it's $40, yeah. kids included. Oh, you fucked me up so hard. So it, was, it cost $40 for you, $40 for Cara, and then the kids got it free. No, they were $40 each as well. Yes. I was saying kids were included, like they had to pay ah. $40 a head. The kids uh. had to pay $40 themselves. Oh, Where did they get the $40 from? <laughs> did Santa, did Christmas come early? Did Santa give them money? Came early for that fucking company. Do we need no, to start again? Yeah, I think we do, because more okay. too autistic to let it go. <laughs> it was on purpose. <laughs> I know, but was it? God damn it. <clears throat> All right, take two here, boys. So on the weekend, guys, I went to this Santa's Wonderland thing in Melbourne. And How much did it cost? Oh, fuck, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do the fucking show. All right. Uh, Merry Christmas, y'all. We're back one more time this year for a holly jolly motherfucking Christmas special. Welcome to Brad is a Bad Person. My name is Morgan and I fucking love Christmas. I'll be your host for this episode and I am joined, as always, by a couple of Grinches. Lachlan. I'm here against my will. And Brad. I'm not a Grinch. I love Christmas. (laughs) How are we feeling tonight, guys? Feeling merry? No. What's the opposite of merry? Grumpy. Cranky. Grinchy. Disgruntled. Grinchy, yeah, that's a Grinchy. Uh, $40 for anyone who's wondering. $40 a ticket. Kids <laughs> had to have their own separate ticket, which was $40 as well. Wow. Usually you get kids' prices and adults' prices, you know? No, no, not this time, because they are running off motherfucking racket. That is a rot. <laughs> and where I was going with that is I would like to announce that next year we will have Brad is a Bad Person presents Christmas Wonderland, and it will be slightly better than the one that I went to. $39 entry. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah, so this episode, uh, this season just gone, we've busted out 30 fucking episodes in a row, along with a couple of bonus episodes, Mm -hmm. and part of our season was that we did wildcard episodes. We introduced the idea of a wildcard episode where the three of us will each bring something that the other doesn't know, and that's what we're going to do this year for this year's Christmas special. Last year's Christmas special is very much just a straightforward Christmas special. This year, we're bringing a wildcard 
Christmas episode. Christmas wildcard, bitches. <laughs> um, anyway, we're going to be doing... <laughs> we're going to each be doing something to do with Christmas, talking about something to do with Christmas, and we're all each going to do our segments as well. So, Lachlan, do you want to start us off by cracking open a cold one with the boys? It's time to crack open a cold one with the boys. Blackman's Brewery is a local brewery. Uh, They're in Torquay. They're 100% independent. Um, And this year for Christmas, they have done a Hoppy Holidays XPA. Oh, no. Oh, really? Yeah. Hoppy Holidays. Hoppy Holidays. Does it actually say say 100% independent? It does. 100% independent always. I wonder if they could explain to me how you could be anything but 0% or 100% independent. Is that a binary thing? Yes. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a nice Christmassy can. they got little ribbons and, you know, hops and beer and stuff on Very it. Very colourful. That's right. That's right. Um, I do not like XPA, so it's probably going to suck, but I thought, you know, Christmas episode, Christmas beer. Mm. XPA isn't even a thing. Made up. <laughs> it's fake. It's the hallmark of beers. Oh, they weren't wrong about the hoppy part of the hoppy holidays. Mm. <laughs> it's no good. No good. Oh, you're probably preferring more of a multi Christmas than a yeah, I think so. Happy Christmas, <laughs> a merry multi Christmas. Um, right, merry Christmas multi. No, you fucked that so hard. <laughs> you should have gone with Happy Maltimus or something like that. No, that's pretty bad. Chris Malt. Chris yeah, Malt. Chris Malt. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> so, like the last last year for our Christmas special, if you remember, you made yourself some homemade eggnog. I do recall. Uh, I myself love a bit of nog, and I'm not cracking open a cold one with the boys, but um, you can, at the supermarket, you can actually get um, regular eggnog, and then you mm-hmm. can get brandy-flavored eggnog. Yeah. So, tonight I've made myself what you thought were milkshakes, but they're just a couple of giant eggnogs. Um, <laughs> a couple of big nogs. One, one of them is the brandy-flavored eggnog with extra brandy in it, uh, like cracking spice rum. And the other is regular eggnog, but it's with half eggnog, half Bailey's. With extra egg. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> Wait. No, it's easy on the egg. Half, um, heavy half on the Bailey's. Dog. Yeah, at what point yeah, half are you Bailey's, just, half like, what, why even bother with the uh, eggnog at that point, you know? <laughs> it's half-half, what do you mean? Does the <laughs> yeah. milk like curdle? The Bailey's in the egg? is a Bailey's is a much stronger uh, flavor than eggnog. It's going to overtake yeah, the whole well, thing. Nah, nah, not really. Not according to Shannon. What Shannon happens really if you drink Bailey's? She doesn't like eggnog, and she will not drink my fucking mix of Bailey's <laughs> and eggnog. So. Okay. <laughs> what happens if you drink both at once? Um, nothing get really. Blasted. I just taste them both at once. That's what happens. Oh, okay, um, so it doesn't but, make um, some ungodly amalgamation in your meal. No, I actually haven't tried the brandy eggnog with the Baileys yet. Maybe mm. I should try that. But um, you know, I'm just keeping my spirit separate here, and they're both delicious. The Baileys one is more delicious, but um, that's probably just because Baileys tastes nicer than eggnog. So. <laughs> uh, and brand, uh, you know, rum is not um, the best spirit. Let's be honest. (laughs) Why'd you mix it with rum and not brandy? Uh, Because it's rum flavored eggnog, so I just put some extra rum in it. Oh, I thought you said it was brandy Uh, flavored. Okay. Oh, maybe I did. I meant to say it's rum flavored eggnog. Okay. Well, 
This is a good segment. You can get brandy eggnog, but not at the supermarket I went to. They had rum eggnog. Okay. I've never heard of rum eggnog, and that makes your story, or would have made your story, more interesting. (laughs) All right. Well, you can can cut it up in post. Fix it up. Um, Okay. So, we're each doing our own Christmas segment tonight. Who wants to go first? I'll jump in. All right, Brad. All right. Well. Take it away. Yeah, I will. I'm, I'm feeling pretty merry, so I'll kick this off. Christmas is uh, obviously a time to be with loved one, well, uh, loved ones, guys. So mm-hmm. you, there's a giving, giving feeling, you know, and whether those are gifts or love or whatever. But the the main important <laughs> thing is to be thankful for the many blessings. Isn't we have. that what Thanksgiving I think that's is Thanksgiving. for? Thanksgiving. No, no, no. Okay. You're thankful at Christmas time, all right? Uh, we're extremely <laughs> lucky. What to are you have grown at Thanksgiving time? In the, well, we're Australian, so we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Fuckwit. But um, so we just, in America, we just mash the two thankful. together. We just yeah, mash exactly. them together. So in America, in America, they're thankful at Thanksgiving. What are they at Christmas? Are they thankful, thankful again and happy? Whatever. Fuck you. Um, so anyway, we're lucky to have grown up <laughs> in the greatest culture in history, in the greatest period in history. And I think people yeah. forget that time sometimes. Greatest, greatest period yet. Well, if it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. It's the greatest. So. You don't know. You don't know the future. Exactly. I don't. None of us do. Could go downhill. Exactly. It could go uphill. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, in I'm that fucking Mars, spirit, I try and ruin <laughs> my Christmas spirit. You don't here. seem so jolly anymore, Brad. <laughs> no, you're really pushing me. I'm fucking three sentences in. That's right. In that fucking Christmas spirit, Misery loves I have company. decided to look at one far, far inferior Christmas tradition that oh, okay. is still practiced today to make us remember just how lucky we all are. Ooh. <clears throat> Tio de Nadal, or the Christmas log, is a tradition in the Catalonian region of Spain. Oh, no. All right. Also, just quick sidebar before I go España. Is Catalonia even a part of Spain, or is it like Hong Kong? You know, like <laughs> one country, two governments. Like, I, I can't figure that it out. Is, it is a part of Spain, but there's a Catalonian independence movement where they want to be their own um, Yeah, it's like, uh, country. It's, and it's like French Canada. Yeah, well, either way, our numerous Spanish listeners might want to unceremoniously abandon them after what I'm about to tell you. Oh, let him leave, he says. Catalonia wants to leave. Spain's like, no, 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 we're not letting you leave. Oh, you don't need him. Hey, let him leave. Yeah, I fucking need him. The Christmas log tradition uh, sees Catalonian families hollow out a 30 centimeter log Mm -hmm. uh, on December the 8th every year. And then they systematically feed it little gifts each day until Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, depending on when you want to. A log, like a wooden your... log. Yeah, a wooden log, hollowed out wooden log. Is this is uh, this what a Yule log is? No. Okay. Yeah, there's a difference. Um, right. Are you going to explain and... that difference? No, because I Can don't you? think anyone would need. I don't to... know the. Di- I don't know what a Yule log is. What's a Yule log? It's just a log you burn. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like chestnuts over open fire. I'm pretty sure. I don't think there's anything special about it. Like just the time <laughs> okay. of year. It's just it's just it. a log at Christmas. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It might be a special wood. I don't know. I didn't go that okay. far into it. Yeah. We don't do it here. So thank you. For so so uh, a a Yule log any other time of the year is just a log, but a Christmas log any other time of the year would still be a Christmas log. This particular Christmas log it would yes. just be yeah okay yeah. All right. Anyway. So your log is a stupid expression, then. 
Well, I mean, I, I'm sure it has its place somewhere, but... Uh... We're assuming Brad is correct, by the way, and he just said Christmas is a time to be thankful. So why are we taking him as an expert on anything Christmas? Look, he clearly knows more are about logs than I do. that you are not thankful at Christmas? I'm not. I'm it's not a time to be thankful. Not. It's a time to Christmas. be uh, grateful and appreciate the sweet baby Jesus and all he did for us. Would you I say grateful, thankful and grateful, grateful and thankful are synonyms? synonyms. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you got Thanksgiving. You don't have Greatsgiving. We so don't have Thanksgiving. <laughs> Greatsgiving. <laughs> no, I think no, Christmas I is actually think. Christmas is actually time to watch horror movies and eat candy. That's what I think Christmas is. Okay, Brad, what do they feed this log? You said they feed it. <sighs> it's like a Hanukkah log. No, you, there, there was like an order that I was presenting this stuff, and then you guys jump in, and you give a shit about fucking Yule Logs, which no one brought up except for Lachlan. I didn't bring it up. Why'd you bring it up? I just wanted to up. know. I don't know, why, I don't know what a Yule Log is. I just, and know. then this dickhead still won't let go of the fact that I said you should be thankful at Christmas, not grateful. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fucking you should be hell. thankful at Christmas. It's just that's not what it's for. It's Brad, I would be, I would be thankful if you would please continue. I would and tell be thankful us what if... they feed this Christmas log. <laughs> Your log is a food. It's a dessert. <laughs> it I thought a it was dessert. a log. Is it really? I thought it was oh, actually wait, a log. There's, there's two here. There's two. Oh here. shit! A it's dessert. almost like I know what I was talking about. Fuck! <laughs> you explicitly said you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know I'm not an expert. I just I've seen Yule logs referenced when I was doing the Christmas log fucking shit. Okay, uh, a Yule log is a whole tree meant to be burned for twelve days. There you go. There but you it's go. wood being burnt at Christmas. Yeah. Right. Yep. Anyway, they feed the Christmas log, not a uh-huh. Yule log, a Christmas log gifts every day from the eighth till the twenty fourth or the twenty fifth of December. Uh huh. And then on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. The log shits out the gifts. <laughs> the psychopaths. Twenty fourth or the twenty fifth. Why isn't it? Well, it depends. Them? Like some families do it on Christmas Eve. Some yeah, some families Christmas open morning. their presents on Christmas Eve. Yeah, so I didn't. Oh, yeah, some most do yeah. Christmas Day, okay. I think, but some do Christmas yeah. Eve. Anyway, uh, well, the the cheap families do it on Christmas Eve because then they have to put one less gift in it. And <sighs> you know was that? Yeah. So, so all the gifts come out of the Christmas log. Yeah, you know, you would understand this if you shut the fuck up for two minutes and let me see. What kind of gifts are they? I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. my God. You're taking a long time. <laughs> <laughs> These psychopaths look after the Christmas log, give it a face, and even wrap it in a blanket to keep it warm. Oh, that's okay. weird. So, that's strange. What do you get for your weeks of toil, Lachlan? I don't know. Please tell me. I'm Commonly, intrigued. the Christmas log is fed small candies, nuts, dried figs, and torons, a small nougat made from honey, sugar, and egg whites with okay. nuts mixed in. Sounds delicious. I'm not sure about you guys, but if I was looking after a dead fucking tree branch, I'd want a bit more than stale cake, nuts, and fucking dried figs after 16 days. <laughs> now... The more astute people might have noticed that I said Teodin Nadal shits out the gifts. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not being facetious. They literally celebrate a log dropping a log every year. <laughs> You're being facetious. Uh, I should have thought of that. That's a good one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, is it? Yeah, not bad. These absolute units <laughs> sing a song while beating the log with sticks, taking what? turns to reach under the blanket and have a gift shit into their hand. What? <laughs> and I am not making this up. 
honestly, one of the more common songs goes, shit log, shit nougats, hazelnuts, and mato cheese. If you don't shit well, I'll hit you with a stick, shit log. <laughs> so you're not just being you're not just being colourful when you say it shits no. them out. That's actually that's their that's their verbiage. That's their verbiage. <laughs> is, is this like a pinata where it actually comes out? Yeah, if you it sounds it? like yeah, a pinata. They hit it on the end with a face and it pops out the rear side. And they put their hand under there so they don't know what they're gonna get and it shits into their hand. What is wrong with these people? I don't know. So they're they're fisting a lug and taking out candy. It just sounds yeah. like a very roundabout way to eat like nuts and stuff. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. So, like, I thought this was bad enough, but bad enough for Spain to want to excise Catalonia like a cancer and let it drift <laughs> off into the Balearic Sea. But these fecal fanatics <laughs> take it one step further. They have the car Garnier. I don't know if I'm nailing that pronunciation. Or not. I'm going to go with Garnier. Garnier. <laughs> now, I'm willing to bet that everyone has heard of a nativity scene. Yes. Not everyone sets them out every Christmas, but I'm sure you've at least seen them. Yes. Uh, you know, the full-scale yeah. ones, sometimes they have the little ones that you put on the table. Huh. Um, but basically, it depicts the birth of Jesus Christ surrounded by the three wise men, animals in the barn, Mary and Joseph, all that wholesome stuff. Yeah. What most nativity scenes don't include is a random person shitting. <laughs> what? The Kaganier literally the translates fuck? as the shitter. A small character added to most nativity scenes exclusively in Catalonia. What? To Catalonians, Christmas isn't about gifts, togetherness, or family. It's about feces. It's about shitting. It's Instead about- of gathering the family to sit down and watch It's a Wonderful Life or Miracle on 34th Street, Catalonians huddle together and watch Christmas classics such as Lesbian Scat Schoolgirls and Ode to Toilet Volume 26. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand the connection. Like, what connection does shitting have to Christmas? It doesn't make sense. I couldn't find a connection. <laughs> it seems very blasphemous to have some guy shitting next to the little baby Jesus. Yeah. Mm. It, we, it, Not to mention unsanitary. Insane. Like, I know they're in a bar, but crust. <sighs> Take it outside. <laughs> so, anyway, this year, when you're feeling hard done by after receiving your third straight year of socks and underwear for gifts. Just be thankful that you weren't born in Catalonia and your present wasn't stale food shit out of a log. <laughs> That's really strange. <laughs> Merry That's Christmas. Good. That's good. By yeah, the way, I just want to—I just want to point out, I love getting socks for Christmas because I never—you you can't, you can't have enough yeah. socks. I think if the older you socks, get, the yeah. the more appreciative. It's—it's it's the Lynx gift pack. That's what you got to watch out for. <laughs> you know, you got the Lynx Africa, you got the Lynx body wash, and then that black loofah. And without fail, one of your aunties is going to buy that for you. I think I've received no less than like six or seven of those in my Oh, life. yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I definitely got them. And the, the spray was fine, but then the body wash and the loofah. Yeah. Mm. yeah who's using that? Who uses a loofah? <laughs> yeah. And you know, they paid like 25 bucks for it as well. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, something outrageous. Yeah. It's outrageous. Outrageous market. Yeah, that's bullshit. I'm gonna have to look up this uh, this shitter guy who's in the nativity scene because that's yeah. really bothering me. I thought yeah. the uh, <laughs> Spaniards, you know, were good, were good Catholics. You know, they weren't, mm. weren't any of these. The Spaniards might be, but the Catalonians are not. Yeah, well, and the, yeah, the, the if, dirty if ones are ones obsessed Cagane with shit. Caganier is spelled C A G A N E R. Cagananer. I don't know, like phonetically how you would say that, but 
Kagya. No, I, I actually like YouTube how to say it. So Kagya. That's correct. But it was an Irish guy saying it. So how much do I trust? Cool. All right. Well, uh, Lachlan, do you want to go next with your yeah. uh, Christmas story? So for those not familiar with Central and Eastern European folklore, over there, they don't have Santa. They have St. Nicholas. He's functionally and visually, they are the same. They both wear red clothing, have a white beard, and bring gifts to all the good boys and girls. Unlike Santa, though, jolly old St. Nick has a nasty counterpart who punishes the bad boys and girls. Ooh. The bad boys and girls over here just get a lump of coal in their stocking from Santa, but uh, St. Nick, he's not worried about the bad boys and girls. Mm. He's got a guy for that. Krampus is a <laughs> goat demon with a long, <laughs> lolling tongue, covered in chains and carrying a rutin, a bundle of birch twigs used to swat at people. Oh. <laughs> he hits people with a trick or whatever it he is. He does. Switch. Yeah, a switch, yeah. He's got a switch yeah. to, to hit the kids. Switch. Cut me a switch. <laughs> what a man. On Krampusnacht, the night before the feast of St. Nicholas on December 6th, mm-hmm. Krampus comes to town and snatches all the naughty children, throwing them in his basket to either eat them, drown them, or oh. drag them to hell. Fucking hell. You that's kids better letter. behave yourselves. Holy nice. shit. Now, uh, that, that's pretty much what Krampus is. So, uh, to pad this out a little bit, I've done my own <laughs> little, done my own little uh, Morgan's movie review. Oh, so, yes, because there was a movie about this, wasn't there? Oh, there is a, there is a shitload of movies about Krampus. Uh, okay. Morgan. Morgan. Morgan's movie review. We're fucking. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, because I thought, oh, I'm sure there's a movie about Krampus. And there's honestly like 15 of them. Oh, shit. Um, Are they kids' movies or horror movies? They are not kids' movies. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear he drowns kids? How's that, like, kid-friendly? So, Krampus, a 2015 horror comedy starring Adam Scott and Tony Collette, started out as the perfect depiction of Christmas. Nobody really wants to be there. They're just spending time with relatives they don't like because they feel obligated to by the time of year. Hey, is there something you want to talk about? Or I don't like Christmas, Brad. Because <laughs> my family's all happy to see each other. <laughs> Look at this Krampus over here. They yeah. are on the surface. <laughs> Max, the son, becomes disillusioned because of his family's attitude and loses his Regular faith old in Christmas. He... <laughs> <laughs> He tears up his letter to Santa and throws it out his bedroom window, where the wind sweeps it away and delivers it instead to Krampus. Oh. This is where the comedy ends and the horror begins. I've never been a big horror guy, but it seemed pretty by the numbers to me. Krampus sends in a small army of grotesque toys, gingerbread men and elves to pick the family off one by one until finally confronting Max himself at the end and throwing him into hell. Spoiler alert, it was all just a dream. Predictable plot aside, (laughs) the film was acted well for the most part, though I did feel a lack of urgency from these parents whose child had just been pulled up a chimney by a sentient gingerbread man. (laughs) (laughs) 
all the all the technical aspects were fine. The camera work and sound design was a little bit cartoony during some of the action scenes, but I think this was intentional to try and steer back towards the comedy in horror comedy. Whether that works or not is up for debate. There's also a bit of a weird thing going on with the subtitles. The movie's in English, of course, but the grandmother speaks German. And there are subtitles for her when she's expositing, but any other time she speaks, we're left guessing what she said. Except for one long scene in the middle where she explains what Krampus is in perfect English. I guess it would be too hard for a lot of audiences to read subtitles for a full five minutes. <laughs> that is a weird decision. Jeez. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, I thought the costume for Krampus was very cool. Uh, you know, it had big horns and goat hooves. He was in like a really raggedy Santa costume. And he had a, he still had like the white beard, but it was like a demon face. Um, it was pretty pretty metal. Uh, and I was reminded of how good an actress Tony Collette is. Go check out her performance in Hereditary if you haven't. Uh, but otherwise, there's nothing special here. I'm not interested in a rewatch. Five out of ten. Oh, get wrecked, Krampus. I thought that would be right up your alley, you know, Christmas being destroyed. Yeah, me too. People dying. Me too. I, I had high mm. hopes, but uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Horror has never you, really been my thing. Did you literally tell us the entire movie's plot, including the ending and the twist at the end? <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, yeah. How long's it been out for? It's been out for like a couple of years, surely. Four years. Yeah. Nah, people have had time. <laughs> Fuck you. That's right. I haven't seen it, but I'm not that sad. <laughs> You know how movie reviews work, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's no expert like you. That's right. <laughs> I haven't been doing this for 30 episodes straight. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, yeah, it's a, did, is this like uh, pushed on kids like Santa is here? You know, kids Krampus? told they actually should oh, believe yeah. in Krampus? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. It's it, they, they go hand in hand. You got St. Nicholas comes for the good girls and boys. Krampus comes for the bad girls and boys. Yeah, that's legitimately But Krampus doesn't, scary. like, punish them. He kills them. It's not like there's a redemption after <laughs> yeah. you visit with Krampus. Yeah, well, you're you're dead, Christmas you, you're scaring these kids into behaving themselves. You say to them, you better be good Scarish. or Krampus is going to come fucking eat your face. True. Yeah. I guess yeah. the lump of coal probably is an empty threat as well. Like, that's never actually happened. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I wonder if exactly. anyone actually did get a lump of coal. And who, I think who people cares if they get a lump of coal? Like, yeah, you don't get toys, but it's just a lump of coal. Whereas with Sell Krampus, he's going to fucking kill you. He will drown you, or he will drag you to the depths of hell. Or just straight up yeah. kill you, yeah. That's like yeah. Fucking... I, I mean, I thought thought that the coal as a child was quite a motivator, just not getting presents. But it, you fucking traumatized me with, like, a goat yeah, demon that right. was going to... That's trauma. right. I, it would have worked. Exactly. Kids are stupid. Kids are exactly. really stupid. Fear is a fantastic motivator. It would have been even better if you, like, said, you know, Santa isn't real, but Krampus is. That would have been... <laughs> Doubly fun. That's right. Like, if right, you're like, good, if no you're upside, good, you get nothing. If you're bad, Krampus will eat you. <laughs> Fucking invert that Christmas on it. Oh, fuck me. Oh, that's great. Um, okay, well, um, I'm going to talk about Christmas in 1989. Now, Christmas. Great, uh, great, sorry, great time. That that was Just that was all our first Christmases. I was going to say, 1989 is sometimes referred to as the year of miracles, and not just mm. because the three of us were born in 1989. Yeah, I was born um, four days before Christmas. That was the biggest miracle. They made a movie about it. <laughs> it's called uh, Miracle. When Mikel- <laughs> <laughs> 
when Miguel, Mikhail uh, Gorbachev came to power in 1985, oh, yeah. he admitted that the Soviet Union had wandered through an economic malaise for the last 20 years what? under Leonid Brezhnev, no. and that Soviet living standards should be higher than they were. You're joking. In 1986, he spoke about glasnost and perestroika, meaning openness and restructuring. Change was coming to the Soviet Union. They would become less oppressive and begin opening up markets ever so slightly. In the late 1980s, the Russian bear filed down its sharp claws and was no longer ruling the countries behind the Iron Curtain with an iron fist. During a summit in Bucharest in July of 1989, the Soviet Union announced that member states would be given freedom of choice, meaning that the Soviet Socialist Republics would be allowed to develop their own political line, strategy, and tactics without external intervention. Was this the beginning of the end of the Soviet Union, or was it a propaganda tactic? Let's pretend we are giving them choice, and when they still choose communism, um, it'll be a great way to legitimize our control. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So, Poland had previously outlawed a labor union named Solidarity, who fought for political representation. But in 1989, the communist government allowed Solidarity to run for office in 35% of the seats in the lower house. Mm-hmm. These were the first ever semi-free elections behind the Iron Curtain, and the entire world was watching. The, majorities of, the majority of voters had grown up going to communist schools where they were told that socialism is superior to capitalism. Despite a lower standard of living than most Western countries, the Polish communists told their citizens that they were the safest and most educated in the world, that Poland was as close to utopia as any nation on earth. Their media was totally controlled. They were given one version, one narrative. Polish citizens smiled in public and nodded along to the propaganda. The secret police would inform on anyone who refused to play along. It was time to find out if two generations of brainwashing had worked. Solidarity complained that the communists about the communist cheap tactic of running television personalities as well as famous sportsmen and businessmen as candidates. They also complained about the way districts were drawn up, and just prior to the June 4 election, they were hoping to win about 20 seats of the 161 seats they were allowed to contest. The communists were confident. A few days before the election, they had crisis talks. The whole world is watching. How are we going to be able to convince the West that these were free elections if we win every seat? On June 4, 1989, Solidarity contested 161 seats in the lower house, and they won every single one of those 161 seats. Oh, wow. Jesus fucking Christ. They also won 99 out of the uh, 100 Senate seats. It was a crushing (laughs) blow for the Soviet Union and an unequivocal rejection of communist rule in Poland. Fuck yeah. They actually... They actually had, like, meetings before the election, and they were like, guys, no one's going to believe this is a free election when we win every single seat. Uh. <laughs> uh. Uh. I want to know how many people were executed for that, like, Communist Party members. <laughs> oh, so many. Because it would have been sweeping, sweeping deaths. Yeah, <laughs> and it was uh, it's such a dodgy thing that they were, like, in the seats that they were contesting, they were getting, like, uh, they were paying people who were celebrities and stuff to... Uh-huh. Um, run for the seats, so people would vote for him just on name recognition and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's um, how you know communism sucks. Communism sucks um, when you can't even use celebrities to draw votes. Like, yeah, like if you were running for us, like ice hockey players or something like that. What if like uh, Lundquist was running 
or something like that. And you'd be like, oh, I like As a comment? Yeah. Like, no, I know. Um, you know what I mean. He's running it gets, it more gets the female mode, though, because he yeah. is a very good-looking man. <laughs> Hands down. You know. Anyway, a little bit south, the Hungarians, never even having the common courtesy of pretending they were happy with Soviet control, had started their own transition towards democracy and in doing so, had already been defying the Soviet Union earlier in 1989 by dismantling the border fence with Austria. First, they turned off the electricity in the fence in April. Then they invited Western media to film them removing sections of the fence in May. In June, the foreign ministers of Hungary and Austria held a symbolic fence-cutting ceremony. Presumably emboldened by the lack of response to these escalations, the Hungarian government announced a picnic with Austria in August, where they would open up the border for three hours so Austrians and Hungarians could have a picnic together. Oh, no. That's nice. Nine, 900 East Germans on holiday took this opportunity to flee to West Germany by way of Austria. <laughs> the East German government was furious and wanted Gorbachev to respond, but Gorbachev refused to step in. Hungary openly flouted their treaty with East Germany on September 11, 1989, when they opened up the border with Austria and announced that they would not stop anyone from crossing the border or help East Germany in its effort. Yes. And they wouldn't help East Germany in its efforts to repatriate any East German escapees. (laughs) This led to 13,000 Germans... East Germans crossing the border immediately and another 17,000 by the end of the month. Oh, <laughs> floodgates open. <laughs> wow. They're like, yeah, we signed that treaty. We're just not going to, we're not going to help. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the East German people themselves were protesting in the street in September. In Leipzig, 1,200 to 1,500 protesters participated in demonstrations for three consecutive Mondays. On the fourth Monday, there were 8,000 processes, then 10,000 the following Monday. Eric Honecker, the leader of East Germany, issued a shoot-and-kill order to the military for oh, the following Jesus Monday. Christ. Oh. In the meantime, Gorbachev came to visit and urged Honecker to exercise restraint and accept reform, but Honecker refused to change his order. On Monday, October 9, 70,000 people took to the streets of Le- Leipzig. Oh, my God. And the military refused to fire upon them. Ugh. Fuck yeah! This victory encouraged more people to join the protests, and 12, uh, 120,000 showed up the next Monday <laughs> on the 16th. Heinrich Honecker was forced to step down by his party two days later, but the protest grew in size yet again to 300,000 on Ooh, October 23. Jesus. On November 4, the government allowed a demonstration to take place in Berlin, and half a million people showed up. Holy this is the first time shit. they allowed them to protest in the streets, so fucking half a million decided to yeah. uh, do it. So, five days later, on November 9, 1989, a government official stated on live television that they were caving into the pressure, not his words, and would begin to allow East Germans to cross the border into West Germany and West Berlin. The border guards had not been briefed about this and did not know how <laughs> oh, to react no. when hundreds of thousands of East Germans came to the checkpoints and demanded to be let through. The guards, unable to get a straight answer out of their superiors, opened the gates, and that night, Germans on both sides of the fence started tearing down the wall. Ugh. The very next day, the Bulgarian Communist Party ousted their leader, Todor Zhivkov, after months of protests in Bulgaria. The, the party replaced him with the much more liberal Peter Maledinov, 
who announced on December 11 that the Communist Party were relinquishing their monopoly control of the government and would hold completely free and fair elections in the new year. Oh, fairy tale ending. This announcement was only one day after the Velvet Revolution in Czechoslovakia ended with the Communists voluntarily stepping down. <laughs> the amazing thing about this fall of nations was that it was largely peaceful. Mm. Then there was Romania. <laughs> The Romanian economy had been slumping in the 1980s, and Nicolae Ceausescu was not a popular leader. On December 16, the secret police arrested a Hungarian Christian minister in Timisoara for delivering an offensive sermon where he insulted the communist regime. Riots broke out on the streets of Timisoara in response to the arrest and continued for five straight days. Ceausescu ordered the military to crack down on protesters and it is estimated that 162 people were killed. Yeah. On December 21, Nicolae Ceausescu held a rally in the capital of Bucharest with the intent of assuring the Romanian people that everything was under control. <laughs> <laughs> 80,000 people showed up to hear him speak and the government handed out flags, banners and pictures of the leader. They bust in people to cheer for Ceausescu and stacked the front of the crowd with supporters. From a balcony, Ceausescu spoke about the great achievements of the Socialist Society and blamed the Timisoara protests on, quote, fascist agitators. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. But the people were silent. They were not cheering or applauding. They were mad and sick of hearing his bullshit. Mm. Some people started booing and yelling insults, and soon the, s- the crowd started tanti- chanting Timisoara to show s- solidarity with the protests in that city. <laughs> oh, man, you know you fucked up. <laughs> Ceausescu held up his right hand to try to silence the crowd, but they only grew louder. The expression on his face was a mix of confusion and fear. He had never been disrespected like this. Mm. Good. A security security guard came out to the balcony and quickly ushered Ceausescu inside. The speech was being broadcast live on Romanian television, and as the audience began writing, the censors quickly cut the live feed and replaced it with communist songs and pro Ceausescu propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone watching at home, they knew what was going on. Oh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ceausescu fired his Minister of Defense, Vasily Malaya labelling him a traitor since he didn't order his men to open fire on the protesters in oh Bucharest after the speech. Uh, fucking hell. Uh, fuck communists. Uh, so yeah. After being labelled a traitor and being fired, Malaya committed suicide. And in the chaos and confusion that ensued the following morning, the military switched sides and Ceausescu and his wife were forced into hiding. They were arrested later that day on December 22. On Christmas morning, Romanians woke up to the greatest Christmas gift of all. <laughs> Nicolae Ceausescu and his wife were tried and executed live on television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. They were executed on television. Wow. Right. <laughs> it was the icing on the cake of an amazing 1989. All the other communist leaders were deposed peacefully and their regimes came to an end without firing a shot. Ceausescu and his wife, however, were blasted with exactly 120 bullets. Oh, my God. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Holy May freedom God. reign for all of God's people. What and the good the- communists are dead communists. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that? Waking up on Christmas morning. <laughs> They're like... Surprise, we're just going to have a trial on the TV. 
<laughs> like, okay. Honey, turn on the TV while we open Christmas presents. <laughs> what an amazing Christmas oh, present. God damn. Live execution. Fucking insane. Romania, you guys need to just fucking slow your roll. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got no chill. <laughs> they got no chill. That's fucking insane. <laughs> oh. That. Fuck, man. That's so funny, though. God. It was, they died on a firing brutal. squad, and there were all these people, and instead of just all shooting at once, they all just kept fucking blasting <laughs> 120 bullets. <laughs> they didn't. So they didn't do the, like, that's, the, a, that's seven guns, one's loaded, everything else is blank. No. So no they one knows. All, all f- filled with live rounds. Yeah, so no, everyone, everyone wanted to be the person who killed them, not just one person. <laughs> so they didn't have, they have to, to live with the guilt. Did they have to stop and reload and keep firing? Like- <laughs> they would have had to, sure. <laughs> Well, it's it's 120 bullets that they found in their body, so they oh like, my could have shot and missed others as, as well. Oh, so. my God. Jesus. That's insane. But yeah, they they would have just been a bloody pulp. Yeah, nothing <laughs> left. Yeah. There was, this, there was this lawyer, right, that was called up on Christmas morning, and they were like, uh, you know, it's obviously a show trial. Like, there's no way he's not going to be executed yeah. at the end of it. But they're like, you know, he, Nicola Ceausescu deserves representation. Mm-hmm. Will you be his lawyer? So, this guy comes in and he says to Ceausescu and his wife, the only way they're not going to execute you is if you plead insanity. So, say, yes, we're guilty of all the crimes, but we were insane. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and they, they they basically told him to get fucked. And then during the trial, they were like, you know, this is all bullshit and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> they, fired their, they fired their court-appointed lawyer. Oh, God. Their kangaroo court-appointed lawyer. <laughs> Because he told him to plead insanity. <laughs> oh my god! Outstanding. Ah, oh, jeez. Well, that defense worked out for him pretty well. Why? Why? <laughs> why his wife? Um. Ah, oh, you know, she was a piece of work as well. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. She, but- she was executed for the crime of not killing him in his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Holy! Did he have kids? Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm not assuming sure. he was yeah. in like. He would have been an yeah, older guy. Yeah, I think gentleman. he did. Yeah. Should have got yeah, them he, as well. He was an he was an older guy. He was the he was a leader for like um thirty years or so. Mm. Yeah. So twenty eight, twenty nine years. Should have got his kids as well. Oh. In the in the bloodline. <laughs> no revenge. Should have got them all. It's not um, a fucking Russian royal family, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, but you can you can watch this guy's um you can watch this guy's speech on YouTube if you just type in Ceausescu's final speech. Oh. You probably won't be able to spell Ceausescu. So if you just type in Romanian final speech, um, yeah, you can see him. And as the cr- as the noise in the crowd gets louder, he's just kind of looking around and he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> and then this guy just runs out and grabs him and pulls him inside. And yeah. like, oh, that motherfucker's dead. <laughs> what about uh, what about the actual execution? You found that anywhere? Oh yeah, that's on YouTube as well. Are you serious? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, it's actually pretty. It's actually this. pretty grim. It's pretty grim. They like walk o- like the cameraman like walks over to the their bodies and like lifts oh. up their heads and stuff to make oh, sure that's on it. YouTube. <laughs> Proof of death. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's low it's low quality footage because it's like you know eighties yeah <laughs> from the eighties in Romania, but um, yeah, you know what's going on. <laughs> Rec- oh, you definitely know it's recorded going on. on a um, genuine panaphonic. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, this this guy obviously knew 
what was going on. And the the you know there would be there'd been all these anti-communist revolutions in the Eastern Bloc states mm-hmm. all throughout the year, and the Soviet Union had shown that they weren't going to send in the tanks and stop these yeah. revolutions from taking place. Because mm-hmm. um, that yeah, was always it, it the really idea should have seen it coming. To be honest, yeah. Because the the um, communists would always say like these countries are happy to be socialists. They want to be socialists. They're they love being part of the Soviet Empire and stuff like that. But any any time there was an uprising or you know pro democracy movement, they would crush it. Yeah. In the past, so then in the late eighties, when um, Hungary were you know agitating them as they usually did, they had troops on the street and then they just withdrew them. And it was like, okay, so you're not going to stop people from protesting anymore you're not going to stop people from calling for fair elections you're not going to stop you know votes from happening and stuff so the the, it it just it was clear that the (laughs) that mikhail gorbachev wasn't going to send in the tags and yeah you know crush any protesters so um yeah like these people were emboldened and they were just like Fuck, we're gonna we're gonna like yeah, we're gonna take over this. We're gonna execute this, <laughs> this guy on live TV on Christmas morning. That's, that's happening. <laughs> well, the it. the the military did that because they they thought if they didn't execute him, mm. they didn't give him a trial and execution. Like people would have just dragged him through the streets and, and yeah, uh, killed him as so many other dictators have. Uh, yeah, he would have would have ended up like Gaddafi getting a knife in his asshole. Oh. Yeah. Sodomized to death. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Ceausescu got off easy. So, if you feel bad for <laughs> Don't feel too bad. I'd rather executed live on TV. It got off yeah. easy. Look, Gaddafi and Ceausescu were both killed with a gun. I'd much rather be killed with a gun like Ceausescu was. <laughs> oh, that's fucking grim. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, anyway. it's uh, Let's move it on. It's time for... Uh, some people's favourite segment, Morgan's movie review. <laughs> Morgan. 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 Morgan's movie review. Does it hurt to have to admit that? Yeah. Bad Santa 2, 2016, <laughs> is a fucking disgusting movie. Seriously, I don't mind a bit of toilet humour, but some of the shit they say in this movie made me blush. Billy Bob Thornton reprises his role as the titular Bad Santa and he is joined by big names like Kathy Bates and Christina Hendricks, who play his mother and love interest, respectively. I say love interest, but I really mean his sex interest, because Willie certainly isn't the romantic type, which he openly admits when he says, I ain't exactly what you call the romantic type. (laughs) (laughs) I don't go in for all the sappy shit, but um, I gotta tell you, you got gigantic titties, and that's no shit. Quality. Uh, That line, along with dozens of others, had me laughing hysterically. But if you're looking for more than a loosely connected set of great one-liners, you might be disappointed. Tony Cox returns as Billy Bob's black midget partner in crime, and a (laughs) grown-up Thurman Merman is still annoying the bad Santa. There are a lot of elements lifted directly from the first film, but this time it is missing the sentiment, the faint glimmer of hope at the end of the tunnel. The movie starts with a suicide attempt, and it doesn't get much lighter. Ugh. It's not so much a dark comedy, but more of a dark movie with hilarious one-liners that will make you laugh or make you feel sick. As Kyle Smith wrote for the New York Post, Bad Santa 2 is vulgar, nasty, and offensive, but it has its flawed aspects also. <laughs> <laughs> a worthy follow-up to the original, 
but it doesn't build on it. There's nothing new or special here. I give it a 7 out of 10. Mm. Mm. I never rated Bad Santa. Everyone loves it. I've only seen it. I've seen it a couple of times and didn't enjoy it. Oh, man. You're missing out. Yeah, it's a bit cool. You're not missing out, but you're missing missing the point. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) You hate Christmas. You should love it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't don't think you hate Christmas as much as you want us to believe. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just, just doing it to look like a badass. Yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> just trying to be you're tough. like a closeted Christmas lover. <laughs> no. You just you just want to be cool, so you're like, oh, I hate Christmas. Yeah, I hate getting presents and being happy and being around family and being loved. God, man, so so shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched I watched a bunch of Christmas movies in preparation for this, and I, I decided Bad Santa Two would be the one that I reviewed. Um, but you know, it's it's been good. I love watching Christmas movies; they're pretty great. There's a lot of crappy. Christmas movies on Netflix, uh-huh. and by crappy, I mean like poorly constructed. Mm. But I really enjoy them. Yeah. Um, there's a Christmas Prince series, which is pretty good. I like that. Christmas Prince. Yeah, there's a Christmas Prince, and then there's the sequel, The Christmas Prince: The Royal Wedding, which kind of gives a spoiler for the first Christmas Prince. Wait, <laughs> and then <laughs> the fuck um, is the Christmas Prince? He's a Prince it's a of Netflix Christmas movie. Okay. He's a prince of this uh, fake country. I think it's called Moldova or something like that. And uh, a journalist goes there to get some juice about the royal family and mm. falls in love with the prince. Oh, there you go. There you go. Anyway. Spoilers, obviously, <laughs> there's a wedding. And, and it happens at Christmas time, I guess. Yeah. yeah that, I'm not going to lie. That sounds fucking god awful. Yep. There's a movie with Vanessa Hudgens in it called The. Um, <laughs> What's it called? The Christmas Switch or something like that? And she goes to another fake country in Europe where another there's a princess there yeah. who's about to get married. And Vanessa Hudgens from uh, Chicago yeah. is uh, like the doppelganger of oh, the princess. God. Oh, How many they, movies have there been made with that premise? Are you telling me that yeah. they parent trapped an entire country? Yeah, they do a parent trap. Yeah. Oh, my God. What the fuck? And it's funny because they have different accents and they have different haircuts and stuff like that. Uh, it's very, very I, similar. Oh, I, I see where the, the comedy is, yeah. But the funny thing is that when they meet, it's not like, oh, I guess we were separated at birth. Or It's just like, no, we're just strangers that happen to look exceptionally similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's- laughs> Even though they're the same actress playing the same yeah. do, you, do you like that one? It was great, yeah. I loved it. That it was sounds, almost as good as the parent trap. That sounds even worse. If it's about Christmas, Morgs is going to like it. it. It doesn't have to be good. Uh, yeah, exactly. Come on, Brad. Um, yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's lots of good stuff to watch. Uh, I watched Four Christmases with uh, Vince Vaughn and... Um, yeah, that wasn't too what's bad. What's her name? That was a bit, uh, uh, What's the... Uh, Shit. Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. That's it. Oh man, she's spicy. I've always, I've always been in love with Reese Witherspoon. Never not been in love with Reese Witherspoon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that was okay. That was an alright movie. I don't rate that one too highly, but you know, had its moments. That the the premise of that movie is one of the key reasons I fucking hate Christmas because you have to do it so many times. You're gonna you keep do. fucking doing it. Come from a broken home. I don't come from a broken home. <laughs> Fred, you're the only one here who comes from a broken home. My wife oh, comes no. from a broken home. Thank you very much. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, you're doing extra Christmases. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of um, doing Christmases, though, this year I, I'm not seeing any of my family for Christmas except oh. my sister who lives in France because I'm going Fantastic. to. Fantastic. Um, I'm going to Europe, so I don't have to do any like Christmas lunches or dinners. Or Excellent. Anything. 
except for excellent. That Christmas that you and I spent in uh, Canada, Morgan, that was one of the best Christmases I've ever had. Because we just... <laughs> Why do you hate your family so much? We just went to 7-Eleven. I, I got a chicken and lettuce uh, sandwich, if I recall correctly. And yeah, that was it. We, we, I think we watched a couple of movies. Such a depressing it's sandwich. It was a good day. Chicken and lettuce? Well, 7-Eleven was the only place that was open because it was Christmas, Brad. Come on. Because <laughs> everyone no, else has families really that good. love them. I think we walked. Uh, I think we walked through Edmonton and looked at their like Christmas lights and stuff, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, no, it was snowing. Um, yeah, it was pretty yeah, good. I think we. Didn't we, have we to, pre- I'm sure we went out and got drunk that night. Didn't have to see anyone. Every night. Yep. Yep. Who it's heard you? <laughs> Santa. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> a mole Santa touched me when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not true. That's not true. I shouldn't say that because that could actually happen. That that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Some things we don't joke about here at Brad is a bad person. <laughs> That's not true. Um, all right, so to take us out, Brad, do you want to do your power rankings? Brad's power rankings. Rolling <laughs> on in. Number five. <laughs> He's such a piece of shit. Wow, what's wrong? You got them ready, Brad? No, I don't. Which you knew well in advance of the show. Why not? Because I didn't have the time to do them. You know what else you knew well in advance of the show? (laughs) That you were supposed to do a transparent. Let's let's check this season. Have you missed any times doing Morgs' movie review? I think you have. Yeah, a couple of times, maybe. Yeah, I missed it once. Yeah. Yeah, uh, That's once more than I have this season. Well, Brad. This is my one. uh, do Do you know what the date is today, Brad? Today is the 10th of the 12th. Okay. So, when did we float the idea of doing a Christmas special? Uh, it was a little while ago. A couple of weeks, yeah. <laughs> it was months and months ago. We were always going to do a Christmas oh, special. Were, yeah. We didn't lock down the date until a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So, on October 5, in a message <laughs> for our group oh, message. He's got dates. He's <laughs> bringing receipts. Merry Christmas, everyone. Men- this is where I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I'm literally about episode. to leave if you're going to do this. We mentioned because the I have never been so autistic to ago. not give you a fucking break <laughs> when you ask for it. You want to reschedule a fucking thing? I don't bust your balls about it. You you want to do this? I say, oh shit, I'm having a fucking rough time with work. Okay, I need to get shit done. I'm not gonna have time to do the fucking BPR. You're like, oh, just knock it out in thirty minutes. It's not See, that fucking Christmas hard. Christmas time just makes God people damn. argue with each other. It's not oh. a happy time of year. Nah, uh, I'm actually done. Then, on October 22, we talked about the structure of the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he actually left. He actually rage quit. He actually rage quit. All right, we've done okay, it. So we've done it, finally. For the, for the listeners, <laughs> on October 22, we talked about the structure of the episode and how the episode would be run. This is October 22. Not a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. Then, on December 2, I messaged the group, you guys still keen on doing a Christmas special? And we talked about it extensively on December 2. That's eight days ago. This guy had so long to do a Brad's fucking power ranks. It's the shortest <laughs> one to do. You just think up of a thing, and then you just think of five examples and just put them in a stupid random order and say something offensive. It's the easiest one to do. He's back. He's Did back. It's a one? symbolic storm out because I'm not going to deprive the viewers, but fuck you. <laughs> You're such a piece of shit. It's not the easiest one to do. Fuck you. You watch a movie. He opens a beer. Uh, okay, yours takes the least time to do. to do. Fuck you. 
It only took uh, oh, what fifty odd episodes, but we finally got Brad to rage quit. <laughs> Brad, can you do your top five Christmas songs? No, I can't. Can you do your top five Christmas movies? No. Just do Can you do no. your top one Christmas movie? No, I can't. Okay. I'm pissed. Ah, well, it's can you do your j- top five all the way Christmas the foods? Answer. No, it's not can't fucking funny. Your... His number one is roast lamb. I know <laughs> he likes sorry. roast lamb, so not, yeah. he, he likes it's not roast fucking lamb. funny. It's such a shit cut, man. You had all week to do it, and then you're like, oh, I, some work came up. It's like, that's why you don't leave your segment to the day of. Like, you do it. You had plenty of time to do it. You had months to do it. Surely you would have thought, like, back in October, oh, maybe I should do my power rankings on this. Yeah, I think you just have some idea. And then, you know, if worse comes to worse and you have work on the day, you're like, well, I'm already, I just need to come up with a few examples because I already know what I'm doing. Whereas, like, you know. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's that time it of year. That time of year to be with the people you love and uh, argue with each other because of all the pent up aggression that you've uh, you've been holding inside just, yourself throughout the year. Just after just after Brad's power rankings was voted as the fan favorite segment, he decides to let the fans down uh, at Christmas. That's right. gonna this do it for a us. Christmas miracle. That this is, is a, a Christmas tragedy. Bonus that is our final episode for this year. Uh, we Dude, really made it this it, time. We didn't do uh, BPR during fucking this, scene, but you didn't go this was our, This was our encore to our encore. Uh, we will see you in the new year. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone, even though it's a shitty time of year. Uh, it's very depressing for a lot of people, so... Uh, you know, if you want to chat to us about it, if you're having a hard time over Christmas, send us a message. I'll talk to you because I had Christmas as well, so I can relate to that. Um, head over to our website, Fred Bad Person.com. Uh, follow us on social media or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to get new episodes. Uh, you'll get our episode, first episode of season four as soon as it comes out. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all that shit, and tell your friends, and maybe. You know, Christmas Day, everyone's around at your house. Chuck this episode on. Let people listen to it. I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Get them. Actually, you know, burn it. Burn this onto a CD. Give it to your family for Christmas. They love it. Done. Perfect Christmas gift. And Brad's gonna come up with a power ranking. No, I'm, gonna, not, I'm not doing it on shit. our social media. No, I'm not doing post shit. Post it on our social media. I'm doing shit. You've broken Christmas my Christmas player. spirit. Fuck you. End this shit now. See, Christmas <laughs> just pushes it's people crazy. apart. Oh, I don't need to be crunchy, Brad. <laughs> <laughs>